Let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Ryan Horvat, Nick Ashew. Uh, the Chargers social media team is a 10 out of 10 tonight, Ryan. They are just having an absolute blast with the Jim Harbaugh news, with him taking over, be the new head coach in Los Angeles. Just if you don't follow him on X Twitter, Twitter X, or Instagram, or uh, threads, Ryan, if you want to get on threads, you could certainly do that too. They just, they're just, they're doing this all. You know what? I don't even have words. They're yeah. just great. They're funny and they're creative, and I love it. Keep going. Yeah, I mean, like the last four years, that's really the, all they had uh, going for them. Really, it was their social team. Their social team's terrific. <laughs> they are one of the best in the best in the NFL, uh, without question. If you missed it, the breaking news: Jim Harbaugh will be the new head coach of the L.A. Chargers. This means Justin Herbert will be maximized, my friend. Finally, of course, watch. We're all going to get excited about this, and it's all just going to be a flaming pile of poo, and then it's just going to be a big let. I don't think it probably no, will. No, it no, won't. no. It I won't. don't know that they win the division because Pat Mahomes and, and the Chiefs are still in that division, but I do think that they win, you know, 11 games. I think they're a playoff team. I mean, they, they went to the playoffs last year. They should have actually won a playoff game last year. They were gifted four interceptions yes, they were. from Trevor Lawrence in the first half of his first playoff start, and they still couldn't close the deal. And that was because of Brandon Staley. Now you get Jim Harbaugh, who does nothing but win everywhere <laughs> he goes, from San Diego or is it San Diego? San Diego. You know, he won at Stanford with those geeks. Granted, he did have Andrew Luck. Guy was pretty good. Kind of good, And yeah. my boy, Kobe Fleener. Shout out Joliet Catholic Academy. <laughs> Shout out Indianapolis Colts. Sparky's a Colts fan. Well, Sparky Pfeiffer jumps on with and us now. Fan, Host of the Green and Growing podcast. And, of course, Packers as well. Curd and Long podcast. The podcast you're uh, very familiar with, Ryan. Before we get to any of those, uh, your reaction to Jim Harbaugh taking the Chargers job? Looking forward to uh, Ohio State winning the national championship <laughs> and Ryan Day going to the Broncos to replace Sean Payton, who gets fired after next season. That'll be fun. Ryan Day at the Broncos and Harbaugh with the Chargers. I, I think Harbaugh uh, is just a great addition to the NFL, regardless of where he would have ended up, you know, Atlanta, there, wherever. He He's just good for football wherever he is. Uh, and, again, like you said, Justin Herbert gets a real coach. A uh, real offensive coach, and I don't think it's all going to be on him because Harbaugh likes to run the football a little bit. On um, that news earlier today with Vic Fangio uh, getting like old defensive coordinator with the Dolphins, uh, he's not going there because by all accounts, Minter is coming with him from Michigan to be the defensive coordinator. So it looks like Fangio will probably go to Philly because uh, Fangio was his defensive coordinator last time he was in in the NFL, obviously. Uh, but you know he's going to put together a good staff. Um, then obviously when it comes to the draft, he knows most of these guys. He's seen them. Uh, so the draft will probably be pretty good for the Chargers. I tend to agree with Ryan that Chiefs probably still in the division. Chargers are in second in the playoffs every year, and then see what happens. All right, Spark, uh, we're going to talk about Joe Barry, I know, but the reason he got fired was uh, he sucks. I want to talk more <laughs> about what's going on with the Bucks because they have the second-best record in the league. They were 30-13. and 13. They have a, a small lead right now. Giannis already has six points. Why did the Milwaukee Bucks fire head coach Adrian Griffin? Same reason Joe Barry got fired, because their defense sucks. It's no different. I mean, two teams in the same state, same issues. Uh, their defense is horrible. Their offense has not utilized Damian Lillard probably nearly enough. I think he's a little frustrated by how the offense uh, has worked. Uh, the front office who put him in the final three for Giannis to talk to when they were doing their coaching search after they got rid of Mike Budenholzer put Adrian Griffin into the final three. Uh, and then when Giannis decided he didn't like Nick Nurse and he wanted to play for a former NBA player instead, and then went with Adrian Griffin, immediately the red flag went up when they forced Terry Stotts, the former Trailblazers coach, into that situation to be his lead assistant uh, without you know really him getting any say in it whatsoever, Adrian Griffin. 
Another red flag goes up when Sots walks out uh, before the season starts um, and says, yeah, I'm good. I don't want to do this anymore and leaves because I think there was probably maybe a lack of respect there from Stotts to, to Griffin as far as, you know, maybe how good he thought Griffin was going to be. I don't know. Uh, so he walks out. So they don't fill that hole forever. Then the in-season tournament comes, and this, again, it's coming from the Athletic yesterday. But apparently, after they lose to the Pacers in the in-season tournament, they once again force somebody else on Adrian Griffin. This time it's Doc Rivers. That was the day that Adrian Griffin got fired. He didn't know it, but that was the day he got fired. Because from that point forward then, Doc got to watch all the game film he wants, give himself some time to figure out personnel, what he would want to do, so forth. Maybe line up an assistant he wants to bring with him. Maybe it's David Yeager. That would be fine with me. Uh, and then, you know, move forward uh, when everything was ready to go, once there was another bump in the road or whatever the case may be. And, you know, after the Pistons, and they won both games, but neither one was easy. Both were a struggle for different reasons. Uh, they move on. I'm shocked they did it. Uh, I probably shouldn't be, uh, but I am. Now they're paying two head coaches that are no longer – uh, head coaches for the Bucks. They're paying Budenholzer still. Now they're going to pay Griffin for another next couple of years. And now they're going to pay a huge chunk of money in order to get Doc Rivers to be the head coach to come and choke it away in the playoffs like Bud did for years in <laughs> yeah. Milwaukee outside of his one run. Yeah, you better pray that they never have a 3-1 series leader. They'll be in big trouble. I was thinking about this. Like, Quinn Snyder was just chilling on a beach, and then he left the beach, and he gets the call to go take the crappy Hawks job. Man, he probably would have got that first phone call over Doc Rivers. So he's got to be kicking himself because he could be coaching the Milwaukee Bucks. But what I wanted to ask you, uh, and I forgot to ask you this today when we recorded the Curtin Long podcast, uh, how much of the blame do you place on Giannis? Because I know Giannis wants a big say, and you have to let Giannis do whatever he wants, right? Because uh, he's your franchise player, and you won an NBA championship with him. But... I mean, he didn't want to be coached by Nick Nurse. At least those were the reports. He didn't want to be coached by Nick Nurse, who's already, you know, got Philadelphia looking much better this season. Now you're stuck, I would say, with Doc Rivers. And he wanted Adrian Griffin and then immediately had buyer's remorse with Adrian Griffin, wanted him out. I'm just saying we always criticize LeBron for being a coach killer, including myself. Like, how much blame do you put on Giannis here for wanting Adrian Griffin and now him uh, being fired after just 43 games? None. Zero. Zilch. Because it wasn't like he went to the ownership group in the front office and said, I want to play for Adrian Griffin. He just chilled and said, okay, y'all do your interviews. When you get it down to like a final three or whatever, let me know. And then, you know, I'll talk to these guys, whoever you got. They presented Adrian Griffin. They did not present Doc Rivers back then. Doc Rivers wasn't good enough back then to be in their final group. But now Doc Rivers is good enough to override a guy that was in their final group at the end of the day. And even if Giannis said, I want to play for a former NBA player, well, Doc is. So he qualifies way more than Adrian Griffin. And then the reports that came out uh, from Chris Haynes, which was apparently the Bucks thought that they might take a step back this year, with the same roster as the previous year, and apparently that's why they felt comfortable going forward with a rookie head coach because they weren't they didn't have huge expectations coming into the year. But then they trade for Damian Lillard. Well, now expectations change, so now we need a proven guy. I want somebody to explain to me why they thought they were going to take a step backwards this year. Because for me as a fan, if you have Giannis, it's championship or bust. Regardless if it's Drew Holiday or Damian Lillard at point guard, you have Middleton, you have Lopez, you have everybody you had last year for the most part. You add Malik Beasley, and we're talking about we're going to take a step back, and we don't have as high of expectations as an organization, so we're going to let some rookie guy take over and be our head coach. That, that makes no sense. I, I feel like that's 
after the fact of trying to make excuses of why you screwed that whole thing up. So, no, Giannis only went with what was given to him from an interview standpoint. Obviously, Kenny Atkinson would have been better than Adrian Griffin probably, too, at this point. He was the other guy they interviewed uh, and talked to in that final three. Uh, but, no, this is on the front office. They thought Adrian Griffin belonged in the final three. Then they clearly did not trust Adrian Griffin from the get. Yeah, it's just crazy to think a team that has these win-now aspirations to bring in a rookie head coach. It just never felt like the right pairing from the beginning. I know that Dame obviously happened later in that trade. Uh, Bucks right now are up 21-18, Sparky, on the uh, the Cavs. Is this a team now with Doc Rivers that will really turn it around defensively? Because I know some of it's about effort, but some of it's also Dame's not a good perimeter defender. Malik Beasley's not a good perimeter defender. They're getting guys up at half court and just getting beat, and everybody's just running right down the middle to, to Brooke Lopez. It just feels like there is a level of scheme that they could fix, but some of it's also, too, like, they just got guys that can't defend. Nah. A lot of this, they had a lot of this last year with Bud. Now, yeah, Damian Lillard and Drew Holiday are exchanged, and there's obviously a difference there, clearly. Drew Holiday's a great defensive player, uh, an inconsistent offensive player in the playoffs. He's really inconsistent. Uh, so now you get Lillard, and you hope in the playoffs he's that you know, big-time scorer. Now, again, offensively, he's having you know a down year by his standards, clearly this year, uh, as a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. But for me, as a fan, what I don't like, I don't like watching Brooke Lopez run out to the wing and try and guard a guard and leave the basket, and then somebody takes a shot on the other team, and there's offensive rebounders all over the place because they pulled Brooke out to the wing. They do it consistently. They do the same thing with Giannis. So essentially the other team is just scheming to get the big away because of all this switching that they're doing. I would think the defense has to get better. By God, it can't get any worse than it already is. And again, Doc's had a month to look at this offensively. He said it on podcasts in the last month before we knew this whole thing was going on, that, you know, he would just pick and roll Giannis and Lillard all day long. Well, they tried it with Griffin, and it hasn't been very successful. So hopefully Doc will have more success offensively, and we'll get more points. All right, moving over to the NFL. The Packers uh, replaced Joe Barry. We don't know with who yet, but they fired Joe Barry. Ron um, Rivera, you can have him. Yeah. No, we're good. We're good. <laughs> we want... Sparky and I talked about this. I mean, I want Jim Leonard uh, really badly, but most likely that doesn't happen. So um, do you think that was the right decision to move on from Joe Barry? And uh, who would you like to see as the next defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, you and I are lockstep in this. Obviously, it was the right move to move on from Joe Barry um, and go forward. And you and I both also agree we don't want uh, Staley from the Chargers, former head coach. Oh, no. I saw a report today, I forgot who was with, saying Staley will not be considered for that job. So I'm very happy to hear that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Jim Leonard is, is the right guy. Now, again, you know, Joe Barry plays that same type of defensive scheme that the Rams play, uh, that all these teams play that are running the Shanahan offense, that San Francisco plays uh, as well. Uh, so now the question is, are, are you as Matt LaFleur going to go and play a completely different scheme than what all your cohorts are playing that are running the same type of offense that are the disciples of, of Shanahan? Uh, are you going to be the outlier? Because – you know, Winkdale would be an outlier because that's nothing like what they play with these the Niners and these other teams. And he was he had a lot of compliments. Called Winkdale one of the best in the league when they played the Giants. Now, will he take that step and go get him? Um, I I can't imagine he does. That's really polar opposite of what Lafleur has preached in the past. Uh, but Jim Leonard, you know, the former Badger defensive coordinator, uh, it was offered the job before Joe Barry the last time. He turned it down. In large part because he thought he was going to be the next head coach after Paul Chris. Well, Paul Chris got fired. Luke Fickle got hired. Uh, they were all out the door. And this last year, he was consulting for Brett Bielema in Illinois, the former Badger coach. Okay. He's still in Madison. 
so he's still in the state. It just makes the most sense. Like, if you thought he was good before, the opinion shouldn't have changed. He's available, as all can be right now at this point. Go make the hire, fix a wrong, uh, and move forward. And, as Ryan and I talked about and Kurt and Long today as well, he is a guy that played the safety position, and the Packers are horrible at the safety position. So let him come in and not only help fix the defense, but help you draft somebody that can come in and play the position the way it's supposed to be played. So now that the season's done, it's all wrapped, what are your overall impressions of Jordan Love, year one as the full-time starter? He's a stud. I mean, obviously, I mean, if you look at the, the, the stats, he's a top-ten quarterback. I mean, you might be able to get to a top-eight quarterback if you start putting all the numbers together. I, I don't... I don't think there's any debate on that. Now, the question is going to still be, you know, in big situations, um, you know, like what happened against San Francisco, you know, does he make the dumb throw, a la Brett, the Favre, that, that type of deal. But he had, what, four game-winning drives, I think, this year in the fourth quarter? Uh, so he's shown the ability to come up big when they need him. Uh, and he just he looks like a stud. And he's going to be somebody that's going to get, what, $45, 49000000 million a year on an extension coming up. Uh, this offseason, his offense is all super young, all on rookie deals. So this whole thing of, oh, you got to take advantage of him on a rookie contract, well, maybe. So the Packers did it backwards, right? So you're going to pay him, but everybody around him are going to be on rookie deals for the next three years or so. So the offense is going to be super young, which means you'll be able to spend some money if you want to spend it on maybe a veteran safety, maybe a veteran middle linebacker to replace Devondre Campbell uh, or somewhere along those lines. So we'll have to wait and see, but yeah, I don't. I mean, if you look at that division uh, right now, um, I think going into next year, I'd take Jordan Love over everybody in that division. Except for Caleb Williams. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, really quick, 90 seconds, but you didn't think you were going to get asked this question. Reese Hoskins to the Brewers, two years, $34 million. I was so pissed. I mean, the Cubs, I'm a Cub fan, spoiler alert, and uh, we steal your manager, we pay him all this money, and then all of a sudden Tom Ricketts and Jed Hoyer just go on vacation, you know, for the for the last no, two months. No, I, I called that. I called that, and I was joking, but it's been true. And that is Ricketts, who's a cheap you-know-what, was a former Bastard. partner and owner with Bud Selig of the Brewers years ago. That's where he became into Major League Baseball was with Bud. So since he's been there, nothing has changed. And I said, boy, oh, boy, he's probably looking at counsel going, man, he can do it for $100 million. We give him fifty more. We give him one hundred and fifty. I don't have to spend two fifty or three hundred million, and he'll make all the magic work for another fifty million a year than what he was spending in Milwaukee. And I save a lot of money. That is exactly what it looks like it's going to be. That's exactly what's happening. Um, Are the, yeah, Brewers the Brewers winning the Central with 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 that with that team though? You think? Uh, it's all going to depend on how good these young guys are. I mean, they're young outfielders that were you know essentially in the rookie year last year. Sal Freelick. Uh, Joey Weimer, uh, and Garrett Mitchell wasn't necessarily a rookie. He was in his second year. Garrett Mitchell, but he was hurt the majority of the year. Those guys are all going to get playing time. Jackson Churio, who some think is you know the best prospect in baseball, him or Holiday from the Orioles. They signed him to a huge extension, so he's probably going to be there on opening day. They compare him to Acuna. Uh, so if he ends up turning out to be a stud, uh, yeah, it's going to give a pet on their offense. But the Hopkins deal allows them to have a real cleanup hitter because they didn't have one yeah. last year. Uh, so and what Thomas is in a contract year, yeah. so maybe he hits well in a contract year for him, and see what happens. Steve Sparky Five for Kurt and Long Podcast, Green and Growing Podcast. Always love talking to you. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, Spark. Horvat, Horvat, I, I forgot you're a big baseball guy. You and I should yeah. do a Brewers podcast. No, That'd be good. <laughs> no, he's, he, <laughs> he's avoiding baseball now. He no. Hates baseball. No more baseball pods. <laughs> I haven't got my paycheck for the last one. <laughs> Would you rather? <laughs> next, it's Bet MGM tonight.